Welcome to the last episode of Summer Bays with Clara Kavanagh, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Thank you so much to you all for listening this last, since May last year, and I've really enjoyed serving up some of the best gossip on TV these days, I must say. And I'm so sad to say goodbye to it. So without further ado, here we go. So going to start this week with a nice big old rant about Mia. She's prepping for her pregnancy. She's killing it at work. And she finally sees the post-it that Tane left, which is, which is hilarious. Like how often do they change their trash? But anyway, I'm delighted that Tani got offered the job and I love how uh, when he gets offered it, Ziggy's like, you look great in red. And he actually will, to be fair. <laughs> it's like, great point, Ziggy, great point. But with Mia, she's there going like, oh, don't worry, Ziggy. Once your family, you're always looked after. Mm-hmm. And the bits with Nick coming in about the gym and with his model people and he's like oh can you show me around and like Mia's there trying to make a joke and then she's like yeah but if you could please tag Summer Bay Fit that would really be appreciated oh hate her and she's so nosy get making Ziggy give her tours of the farmhouse and like picking up her notebooks being like well you really must be looking for a job just this week and I feel like she kind of sings when she talks oh the worst and then she's all smug when she gets to offer Tane the job. Oh, and like, and I know, look, Tane is obviously really nervous. This is his real first proper job. He answered the phone and said, hey, Jim here. <laughs> he does not suit a Jim. And I know Ziggy's coming in and distracting him on his first day and she's bored and her job hunt's going terribly. And of course, he starts a new job the day she gets fired, blah, blah. But like me is giving out to Ziggy being like, oh, you need, like, you need to go home. Sorry, on your first date, Mia, may I just remind you, you wouldn't stop scoring your boyfriend in front of all the customers. What he was doing, he wasn't half as bad. And just throwing her weight around, being like, yeah, I need to be the cool, cool boss, best sister-in-law ever. And it's like, well, no, you could not. Every time you see your boss, you literally plant one on your boyfriend. So what difference does it make if Tane's doing that? And they're not even, they're not half as cuddly and in, as inappropriate as you and Ari. So can we all just take a bit of a reality check there? Mm. Um. Also, Ziggy's clothes this week have been out of this world weird. She had this, a brown flower bikini. Disgusting. It looked like, like a, like a tablecloth. Then there's all these like rock tees, which are just terrible. But then my favourite came in the shape of this denim skirt that I thought was, you know, like a short denim skirt like they normally are, which just wouldn't stop going. It went, I think, below the knee, but then was all ripped around the crotch area. Very gross. Really gross. Just, and it's always, and it was paired with this like weird t-shirt and then had a, a denim belt that tied in a bow. It's like, oh, congratulations. But look, Ziggy has had a terrible week. She has been fired, then goes to ask for her job back, maybe even beg. And then Justin goes and hits, gets her in the jugular and really hits her in her insecurities, attacks them actually, 
and is going off this lie that, oh, business is down. Uh, we had that whole thing with Tani. Customers are complaining. You've been fitting the wrong parts and you're underquoting. So obviously t- we all know that Ziggy is more than gullible. You know, she believes anything anyone says to her. So, but you kind of, that is a lot of things to have shoveled at her. But now that Justin is ordering these pills online, which I'm sure is going to go really well for him, his hands aren't shaking and he's back to what he thinks living his normal life. Even though he hasn't noticed he has this giant temper tantrum problem uh, or attitude problem, maybe. But what I don't understand, like, and while Leah really wants to believe that things are turning for the better and the cold turkey is working, is she a bit of a muggins? Because she's like, everything's fine and kind of defending him a lot to Ziggy and... I feel like all her attention has been gobbled up by this Susie malarkey. She just kind of doesn't want the Justin thing to be a problem. So she's like, okay. But like, she's not really listening to Ziggy. And then that gives Ziggy less of a reason to go, okay, I'm just, I've been fired because I'm crapping my job. So um, that just seems like the perfect storm right there. Because it's very interesting now what is happening with the Susie text messages. So she's obviously got her eyes everywhere. She cops on that John is looking for her. But I can't believe they're now getting into this texting back and forth. And I also can't believe they're not going to the police. So the way Leah, I love their little like group meetings. And then Leah's like texting back going, I'm game if you're game. So I think John has been naive to think that maybe the money can be returned or even bigger a fool to think that maybe Susie's getting in touch because she wants to make amends. That is highly, highly unlikely and so not the case. But bless him for thinking that way. Um, I'm just interested to know, like, why is she messaging? Like, what? surely John, Justin and Leah are all just one of the, they're just one of the millions of people that Susie has scammed. So, like, why is she texting them like surely she should just be like on to the next one so will we see her again we don't know why haven't they handed over to the police even know that less so i wonder what's going to go down at this meeting very intriguing susie mccasser i knew this was building up to something because i was like why are they looking for her? i didn't think i didn't think they'd get in touch with her i didn't think that we'd hear from her i thought it would just kind of I, just, I was wondering why they're holding on to this storyline. So it seems now it's getting, it's kind of the pendulum is swinging, hopefully to some sort of drama. So, right. So I think I've reached a bit of a turning point with Mackenzie. I was kind of like, look, we need to give her her space. Let her ride out this terrible patch in her life but the turning point for me was when she starts getting really involved with Emmett she's dangling him in front of Ari and she's ignoring every single word that comes out of Dean's mouth especially when it came to when Dean was begging Mac to not get involved with Emmett and saying look at her this is the first time she's been happy since Colby She's got it, like, you know, her work's going great. You cannot mess this up for her. Will you please stay away from Emmett? I thought then that there'd be a a retreat. But no, that seems to have completely mobilised her even further. And 
uh, now just pure evil is left. There's no real Mackenzie. She's gone. What a terror. So I just think after everything that like Bella and Bella and Mackenzie have been through a fair bit. Okay. And you think that there would have been a bit of a mutual understanding, especially when Bella and Mac are butting heads a fair bit. But it's just Mackenzie just doesn't want to be bridled or controlled any longer. And I'm glad it kind of blew up in her face when she was like relentlessly ringing Emmett. And then he was like, whoa, I thought there was a fire. Like, why do why do you keep ringing me? So I'm glad that Emmett listened to Dean. I'm glad Dean got involved and I don't care that Mackenzie's really annoyed at him. And this health, I, I'm trying to get it into her mindset because she's like, you just can't control me. I'm like, okay, can't control me. But like Dean's not trying to do that. And he said that to you multiple times. So like, what is this? So I'm glad that because Bella's so bloody obsessive over this exhibition. So I'm, so I'm glad that that's not getting interfered with too much because that would have just been so predictable. So I'm glad that um that was like stomped out pretty quickly. But Mackenzie doesn't seem to get any better. So I don't know. She's really wreaking havoc. It's It's, it's wild. <laughs> And Nico seems to have really gotten gobbled up by the model lifestyle and he's obsessed with working out, with his socials blowing up and he's getting tips from anyone and everyone on how to live this model lifestyle and he wants to prove to Sienna how dedicated he is. I suppose now that he sees like the money starting to come in and how serious he actually has to take it and it's not just like standing there and posting a photo or whatever but while it's a tiny bit of a predictable storyline as in you kind of have an idea of which direction it's going to go in we've seen it plenty of times before but it is nice that it's done about male eating disorders and how that's really not spoken about much at all so very good the lying about the eating the double workouts the skipping meals now (laughs) the hunger suppressant slash potion I just love the bottle it's in I think it has a cork top on it hilarious I just would love to know what's in that. But anyway. Um, but look, he's, his attitude is changing. He's snapping at Bella. So, it, yeah, it can be hard. I suppose it can be very hard to get swept up in the pressure. Did that storyline need to take up all week? No. Or take up a lot of screen time? No. Just less is more, I think. Just the whole modelling storyline. It's just um, so unbelievable. Like, why would your boss be in your bedroom? Just why is Sienna there? It's very interesting that Sienna and and Emmett used to be together. That's that gives their relationship a bit more depth. And kind of weird that they stay together and like working, but it adds a bit of oomph to their arguments, I suppose. Um, but Sienna is definitely laying on the pressure with Tane of like, oh, I'm not telling you to lose weight or beef up, but I am telling you to do that which is very tricky. And I hope the real talk from Tane works. Like it might take another go because obviously Nico ignored that and was working out like in the middle of the night, it seemed, um, with these home workouts. We so can do them in peace without his family breathing down his neck when he wants to work out all day long. So yeah, there's no shortcuts to these things, honey. And he's definitely just going to hurt himself. Yeah, I just don't know. I've Because ne- it's also new to him. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep the lid on this much longer. Oh, Christian, Christian, Christian. 
Christian, Christian, Christian. Save the best till last, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. Um, so we've got a bit of an issue. <laughs> firstly, Tori, like you've stalled your wedding. Firstly, you proposed to her. Then you stole slash postponed the wedding. And then you won't even meet with her to reorganize everything. And the poor thing is like trying and trying to be understanding and trying to listen and trying to give you almost as much time as she can. But like, hello, you can't just live in the hospital and avoid everything and do a complete ostrich. And this gravitational pull between Christian and Rachel is, Tori can't compete with that at the moment. And it's impenetrable. Nobody can get through to him, not even Jasmine. Like, if someone was going to swoop in and steal Christian from Tori in this mad love affair and their amazing chemistry, it this person better be worth it, okay? Rachel is not that person. Rachel is awful. Awful, 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 awful. The sarcasm, the witty retorts, I can't bear it. This woman's head detached from her spine. And miraculously, some might say, the spinal cord is still in touch. How is she walking and how is she still able to make these stupid little quips and comments? I don't bloody get it. Oh, I know I deserved a halo for getting through my divorce, but this is too literal or this is the worst. And I could direct satellites with this thing. <laughs> I've been known for my killer grip. Shut up. Shut up. Oh my God, she's awful. Absolutely awful. (sighs) I just can't. I actually, I don't even know if her and Mia ended up in a scene together or somehow made friends or something like that or they were like more involved in each other's storylines. I think I'd have to fast forward and I've never done that before. So hopefully that does not happen. And what really, maybe it was too subtle, but what really got me was like the language between Tori and Rachel. So... Tori's there shell-shocked that Christian has blown her off for lunch and he's got his feet up in this patient's bed and they're laughing about who knows what, something cheesy, I'm sure. And then Tori's standing at the door looking all bewildered and Rachel goes like, are you lost? And then, oh, wow, you're engaged? That signals to Tori, oh, well, you've never mentioned that you've a girlfriend, let alone a fiancé. And this whole BS about oh, I have to make sure that Ra- uh, Rachel, like, neurologically is okay. I'm actually just observing her. No, you're not. You're just having fun with her. And I just did not think Christian was capable of this. I'm very upset. And you can't just cancel a wedding and walk away. It's absolutely ridiculous. If Why bother proposing to Tori if then you're going to make her, as Jasmine said, take the back seat? It makes no sense. And Tori's right. It's his version of cold feet. He was getting wobbly before the wedding. He was speeding. He was about to go skydiving. And then boom, this happens. Convenient excuse. So, and maybe like, look, they got engaged like three months after getting together. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe she didn't know him well enough. Who knows? But what I do need to know is how the hell Rachel is walking. So what? How? I, I, this medical marvel that she is, is not making a lot of sense in my books. And now it's anyway, that doesn't even matter really because It's bringing, it's pulling her and Christian closer and closer together. These heart to hearts of, 
like they can really I suppose they really relate to each other they understand their experience they it makes sense to them and not really to anybody else and they're looking for reasons as to why they survived and it seems to be each other but like is this enough to pull Tori and Christian apart like they seem to have found a reason in each other faith the universe who knows what but how can Tori compete with that I don't know I really don't know And while this week the Stuarts were being the most Stuart they could ever be, it's a nice one to end on because the dynamic between Alf and Rue, God, I love Alf so much. He's definitely my all-time fave. He he just cannot do any wrong in my eyes. But him relinquishing control to Rue took quite a while. So So Rue had to quit her job pretty much to help him. So I'm glad things have settled there. And... Like, Alf is spreading himself too too thin. He's too old to be working that hard. And, like, let Rue step in and loosen your grip, you know? And they're 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 so funny because him and Rue are so similar that they're so, like, mistrusting and stubborn. and But they can't stop doing good things for other people. So it's just a joy to watch. It really is. And on that beautiful note, it is time to say goodbye. And a big thanks for listening and sharing the show with me from debating whether or not murdering a murderer is really a crime with Senior Constable Galby Thorne to admiring the many questionable fashion choices of Dr. Christian Groin to getting to chat to an actual Braxton, Heath Braxton Dan Ewing. There's just been so many highlights for me. And it has been so much fun doing summer bays every week. I'm really going to miss it. And a massive thanks to the Go Loud team, especially Miss Fanula Jones, for all their help along the way. Summer Bays is, of course, staying open on Instagram at Summer Bays Podcast. So please get into my DMs. We can have the chats about all the future drama that is no doubt on the way. And you can follow me at Classy Cabana. All my new little ventures will be up there if you want to check them out. So a big thank you. And for a final time, g'day. Ooh. <gasps>